Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride interview series. I am Steven Serta. Happy to be joined today by Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. He is the editor-in-chief of Windy City Gridiron, covering the Chicago Bears. Lester, been a busy couple of days for the <laughs> Chicago Bears. How are you holding up this week? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a challenging week, to say the least. And then, of course, the Bears are 0-2 got the champs on the schedule next so this has just been a, a rough week for bears fans yeah you mentioned it uh bears are coming to kansas city for a week three matchup chicago comes in at zero and two after sunday's loss to the tampa bay buccaneers the chiefs are one and one after defeating the jacksonville jaguars uh on wednesday the bears did play starting left tackle braxton jones on injured reserve with a neck injury also defensive coordinator alan williams resigned from the team we don't have all the details on that, so we're not going to speculate and get into that much. But then there was also uh, Justin Fields' comments on coaching. And in my honest opinion, Lester, I think this was kind of overblown. I'd like yeah. to get your opinion on it. I, I just feel like we, we, we comb through these press conferences and analyze every single answer that these athletes give. And sometimes they just misspeak and then regret regret what they said and the way that it's taken by the public and, and consumed on social media and things like that. And I felt like there was a little bit of that, despite things not really working right now in Chicago, I don't want to overblow Justin Fields comments, but I mean, things are bad right now. They're Owen two after having an off season where there was a lot of investment put into this team and expectations were set a little bit higher than where they finished last season. Yeah, he made some comments. Uh, you know, he didn't really throw anyone under the bus. He just kind of mentioned that, you know, he's playing a little robotic. You know, he's trying to do what the coaches are asking him to do. And, you know, it's, it's a soundbite society, you know, so that's all people hear is is the small clip. And that's what's shared on, on social media. So people see that right away. Um, they misconstrue it, what the tone of what he was saying. Because, like you said, if you, when you watch the whole press conference, you're like, oh, that's not that big a deal. It's, it's you know. Nothing that other players haven't said in the past, but because of what's going on with the Bears and how everything is overblown right now, he felt the need to go back and readdress it. So he actually in the locker room called the the, the media over, and he addressed it. And he said, "Look, I'm not I'm not saying you know I'm paraphrasing I'm paraphrasing here, but he said I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. I'm not blaming anyone. I take full responsibility. I got to play better. And uh, so I'm expecting to have a nice game against KC. It's going to be tough. Obviously, it's." Uh, with with that defense over there but you know he's gonna he's gonna bounce back 
personally, I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I, I really love his game. I, I know it's been really ugly at the worst times so far during his NFL career, but when he's shown what he can do, his athleticism is off the charts, and he's one of the more dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's really fun to watch when things are working. But if you had to place a little bit of the blame uh, more towards one side or the other, do you think their struggles so far this season are more on Justin Fields or more on the coaching staff and kind of what they're trying to make him do on a weekly basis? That's a good question. I mean, uh, if I have to go one more than the other, um, I honestly got to go with the player because ultimately it's on the player to make make the right decision. Um, has there been some weird stuff as far as play calls and scheme? Uh, yes, uh, three straight screen passes on the goal line was just a ridiculous thing to do for, for Luke Getze. Uh, there's been several instances where you know some, some of his route combinations just make no sense or too close to each other, uh, not good spacing. There's been a lot of talk about his his footwork on the dropbacks, but you know he says that's overblown again. But ultimately, like I said, it's on Justin Fields. Um, he's not seeing the field good right now. And I know that was a little bit of the, the question mark coming out of Ohio State was, you know, he, he processed things, things a little slower. And everyone thought, well, that's because the Buckeyes have really long developing plays. They have a great talent around him. He can sit in the pocket longer. So no one was no one knew if it was his processing or if it was just the way the scheme went. We're seeing now it's probably a little bit of, of, of the other. You know, he's just having a hard time seeing things. He's missing guys. But throughout his Bears career, uh, when he's met some adversity, he, he's met that challenge. So, like I said, I expect him to to kind of come out uh, this Sunday and, and have a much better game. I, I want to dive into the matchup a, a little bit and what we can expect to see on both sides of the ball between these two teams on Sunday. But just kind of because because I, I don't I don't know your answer to this question, but I, I'm just basing this off of kind of how I felt about the Bears coming in the season because I know there was you know, this betting hype around like Justin Fields MVP season, he's going to make this gigantic Jalen Hurts type of leap. And I was a little bit more cautious about the Bears coming into the season. Like this is still a young team. This is still a developing team that has a lot of holes they still need to fill in the future. But you saw enough from Fields last season to be at least optimistic uh, about them coming into the season through two weeks. Has any of that changed? Were you overly optimistic about them? Or were you kind of more cautious about your approach to the Bears headed into this year? I kind of figured they'd be hovering around 500. Um, I think I picked them at nine and eight, uh, missing the playoffs in the, in the NFC. The NFC is not very good. I mean, there's a lot of bad teams, and their schedule was full of some bad teams. I, of course, was counting the Bucks as one of those bad teams. I thought they would beat the Bucks last week. I thought the the Packers game was one they could have won, but of course, we saw what happened there. Um, I had the Chiefs penciled in as a loss as soon as I saw the schedule. You know, but you know, there's some winnable games in the schedule. I think they could can still push for like eight nine wins. But, but I'm also realistic. I'm like, look, they're coming off of a three-win season. If they only win like seven games and, and Justin Fields shows some strides, that's got to be considered a positive for the franchise. But through two weeks, it's it's not that they're 0-2. It's that the offense looks broken. It's, you know, like I said, uh, the quarterback's missing plays. The offensive coordinator's not calling the right things. It's nothing what we saw last year that worked. And and like I said, a three-win team, but I enjoyed watching that team last year. I, I had I had a lot of fun as a fan because, like you said, Justin Fields exciting. He was doing a lot of re- really, really nice things. So I thought they would build off that. They'd still be a, a, a power-running team. They'd do some some stuff with Justin Fields outside the pocket. And then through two weeks, it's like Luke Getz, he wants to just run the straight-up drop-back game. Last, year, last week, he had two rollouts. Um, all, all of his other passes were just straight drop-backs out of the gun. You know, nothing's disguised. Uh, there is no play action that we, we're used to seeing with the Shanahan-style offense. So 
I don't know. They, they got to fix it. They got to go back to doing what worked last year and then build off it because through two weeks, the offense says, uh, is, is pretty bad. And sticking with the offensive side of the ball and kind of getting more into the matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chicago Bears Sunday at 3.25 p.m. Eastern or Arrowhead time, not Eastern time, Central time here in Kansas City. Uh, but I already mentioned that tackle Braxton Jones was placed on injury reserve with a neck injury, so obviously he's not going to be available this week. And I'm, I'm sure this comparison has been made somewhere before, but it was something I was kind of thinking about this week as I was – just diving into the matchup and kind of try, trying to decipher like what the Chiefs need to do to be successful in this game. And you mentioned Justin Fields and the issues with like the straight dropbacks and the play calling and and just how much they're struggling offensively right now. And I, I tend to think of a player like Russell Wilson during his early days in Seattle, where it's he's really athletic. He can use his legs when he needs to. He can be mobile, but when he is at his best as a passer is when he is rolling out and taking deep shots down the field. Uh, Justin Fields game reminds me a lot of that. Obviously yeah. he's more athletic than Russell Wilson as a runner. And you would think that you would want to utilize that more, but also where he's found success in the pat in the NFL as a passer is deep down the field, the, the short and intermediate stuff, the progression stuff, the stuff that you really have to be, you know, locked in and, and it's got, it's all based on timing and all of that stuff. That seems to be where he really struggles and so you would think with the sample size that the Chicago Bears have of Justin Fields, that would be what you do, right? Like that would be how you deploy him because it seems like that's the stuff that he's really, really good at. And we've seen Russell Wilson have an incredible career doing that stuff. You would think, I mean, if you look at the the, the analytics, you know, he's been a pretty good deep ball passer uh, the first two years of his career. And then, you know, they, 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 they want him to be a pocket passer because, you know, this is the NFL. It's a quarterback-driven league. You, you you win from the pocket generally. That's that's what happens with teams. So they want that part of his game to come out. Um, so, so they really drilled into him, you know, go through your progressions, work to your check down, work to your check down. If it's not there, you have a check down here. They really drilled it into him. That's kind of what he talked about, how he plays robotic right now, and he has to kind of get away from that and just play more more free. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're just – we haven't seen the, the rollouts as much. I mean, he's got Chase Claypool, who's who's got some issues there, but he's still he's six foot four. He runs a four four forty. He's he's a, he's a big, strong, fast guy. They got Darnell Mooney, who's got you know again four four speed. He's been able to get deep in the past. And now this year they got DJ Moore, who is a, a legit number one receiver. You know he, he looked great last week. Uh, he was only targeted twice in week one for some ridiculous reason. Uh, so, you know, the, he has weapons now. He has guys that can get deep. Tyler Scott's a rookie. He comes in with 4-3 speed. So, Valus Jones, a rookie two years ago. I mean, he's a second-year player. He's got the speed. He's not the best receiver. But, uh, again, you have guys that can stretch a defense. So, I don't know what Luke Etsy is really insisting on playing this, uh, you know, screen-heavy, you know, check-down uh, game. And, you know, let, let the kid rip it. Tyler Scott, I think, uh, just from like being a, a draft nerd at, at times, is a player that I'm really intrigued by. Uh, you mentioned his speed and and his ability to get downfield. Like that's a guy I would think they would want to get involved more in the offense. But he is a rookie. Uh, we'll see if he's involved on Sunday. Uh, another position group that I'm really curious about with this Chicago Bears is the running back room and. Khalil Herbert, obviously the starter, he's left over from the previous regime and has had his moments as a rusher in the NFL and, and been really productive when given the opportunity. But there's a lot of hype around rookie running back Roshan Johnson, who was kind of buried it, it, during his collegiate career at Texas behind Bijan Robinson. But 
the early returns on Roshan Johnson look really promising in a limited amount of snaps so far through two weeks. How do you feel about their running backs and just generally like the rushing attack and how it can try to help get this offense moving in week three? That's what I thought they'd do. I thought they'd really rely heavily on, on Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, and Deontay Foreman, um, who else they signed as a free agent this last offseason. But as far as Roshan Johnson go, from the second he was drafted, he became a fan favorite. You know, you, you, you kind of uh, learn about a story, um, you kind of where he came from, how he was stuck behind the depth chart. He's, he's a former high school quarterback. Um, he was really a do-it-all guy at Texas. You know, he, he's a guy that's good out of the backfield. He's a good pass blocker out of the backfield. So, a lot of Bears fans assumed he'd eventually become the starter as a rookie because Khalil Herbert, where he kind of struggled during his early part of his career, was he's not the best on third downs. He's not the best as a blocker. He struggles in blitz pickup. He's working on that part of his game, so you know he's getting the bulk of the carries. But Johnson's the guy, man. I mean, he's he's a fan favorite. Um, he can kind of do it all, and we already saw it happen. It only took one week. You know, the Bears last week had Deontay Foreman inactive. Roshan Johnson was the was the number two. Um, and I'm expecting that's going to happen as the year goes on. But as far as Herbert goes, you talked about he has had some success. I mean, last year he led all running backs in the league with 5.7 yards per carry. You know, he, he's quick to the hole. He's explosive through it. You know, he has pretty good contact balance. I mean, the fact that the Bears have only called uh, 30 runs to the running backs through two games is ridiculous because this should be a, a team that wants to rely on the run. Yeah, I think that rushing attack is going to be really interesting to watch. And you mentioned the pass blocking and, you know, with the offensive line injuries and this Chiefs pass rush that looks good week one without Chris Jones. They get Chris Jones back in week two. And it was a whole <laughs> different ball game uh, with, with their premier guy back in the lineup. It's it's going to be a tough test for them offensively. And, you know, with everything that's happened uh, around the Chicago bears this week, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that unfolds on Sunday. And, and if Justin Fields can kind of get it together and they can figure some things out offensively. Cause I think with, with an O and two team with the start they've had, all you just want to see is some progress, even yes. if it doesn't lead to a win, you just want to see some improvement uh, against a really tough opponent, in the Kansas city chiefs, but defensively, um, you know, I know the J the bears have struggled to generate some pass rush. And, and again, uh, young team still developing still drafting and, and trying to to build up the roster a little bit but defensively who are the names that chiefs fans need to know and what are the matchups that they they should be paying attention to on sunday i mean you talk about the pass rush the bears really only have one uh you know reliable pass rusher that's uh yannick Ngakwe, who they signed as a free agent late in the offseason um, you know, he's he, he, he's the real deal, but he's the only guy. So if if offenses only have to worry about one pure speed threat off the off the edge, you know, most teams can kind of deal with that. So we're still waiting for someone else to step up. And thus far, no one else has. But as far as some other guys look at uh, rookie uh, Jervon Dexter, uh, he's uh, his technique has some issues, but. He is so strong at the point of attack. I mean, he is uh, – he really pops on tape when you go back and watch the All-22. He's not making a lot of plays, but he has just been manhandling guys in front. So he's a guy that, you know, uh, that I, I hope will be uh, pretty good as the year progresses. And then uh, the secondary for the Bears, it's all banged up. A lot of problems back there. Mahomes is going to just feast this game. Um, but the other two stars on this defense is the two linebackers. They signed T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. Um, you know, they've been both tackling machines. Uh, but unfortunately, in this day and age, you know, if you're if your off ball linebackers are, are your studs, 
that's a problem. You know, it's 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 a passing league. You got to have guys that can cover, guys that can get after the quarterback. It's nice having those guys there, but you know, this team needs more still. I'm sure Chiefs fans will appreciate you mentioning that Mahomes should feast against this defense. It's going to happen, I'm telling you. Uh, We spent the entire conversation kind of talking about the Bears offense, but the Chiefs offense hasn't exactly been spectacular through two weeks either. So Baker Mayfield just put up 320 yards, so I I think Mahomes is going to have his way with this this secondary. Yeah, well, we hope so here at Arrowhead Pride. And uh, for you guys at Windy Windy City Gridiron, we hope that Justin Fields just shows – some improvement and, and makes this thing competitive and hopefully it leads to an entertaining football game on, on Sunday afternoon between these two teams that, that are still both trying to figure things out, uh, maybe in different ways, but still a lot of football left to play this season. Again, he is Lester A. Wilt Fong Jr. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilt Fong Jr. Follow all of his fantastic work covering the Chicago Bears at WindyCityGridiron.com. Uh, but with all that, I think all that's left to say, uh, Lester, hopefully we get a good game on Sunday and we really appreciate the time. Anytime. I appreciate it. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.